Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. A happy Sunday. What a brunch show we got for you today. I hope you're sitting on the porch or walking through the garden or going on a nice walk or taking the bike out for a pedal while you're listening to us. And by the way, I'm so grateful that you spend a part of your very precious time on Sunday with me. Thank you for listening. We're going to make it worth your while today. Lou Dobbs is in the house. That's right. One of America's most influential journalists for a long time. He's going to talk about the economy, about the indictments of Trump, about the corruption involving the Biden family that's now sitting in plain sight. We're going to have that. Then Congress Scott Perry, who is on the Oversight Committee and making a big difference in the investigations of the Biden family corruption. He's going to give us an update of what he saw. We're going to go down to Georgia for a little bit. Not not to see the devil. No, that would be a great country songs object. Not mine. And we're going to go down to the new state Republican Party chairman, Josh McCoon. He's doing something to protect some of the people in Georgia he believes are being unfairly pursued for their investigations in 2020 over election irregularities, and he's going to tell us what that's about. But my favorite one, we're going to enjoy this a lot today. I haven't had him on in a while. Dean Kane, the great actor, the great producer and director, he's got a brand new project together with one of the great comic book illustrators in the world, Gabe El Taib. He's been here before on the show. Dean is the first time on here. They're going to tell us about their Big Man Comics project. It's really exciting. Amanda and I spent some great time with them Friday night. We wanted to share that and adapt that today. That's a good one. Then Tim Barlator, the former lawyer for Donald Trump, current lawyer for Bernard Carrick, the NYPD commissioner, former NYPD commissioner. We had a big scoop on that one. Remember that this week? Documents Bernie Carrick turned over that might undercut the whole Jack Smith investigation indictment of Donald Trump on January 6th election 2020 issues. Tim Parlator is going to explain why that's important. He's going to give us a preview of Bernie Carrick's testimony Monday before Jack Smith and an interview he's doing with the prosecutors. And then we're going to round up with a really great voice on all things common sense, particularly censorship. The Heritage Fellow, Roger Severino, is going to be in the house. Roger Severino, one of the brilliant voices on some of the big pressing policy issues we're facing in America. Roger will open your eyes with some things he's going to tell you, but he wrote a great op-ed recently that caught my attention. I wanted you to enjoy his wisdom as part of it. So that's our show. Lou Dobbs, Scott Perry, Josh McCoon, the state GOP chairman in Georgia, Dean Cain, absolutely Hollywood royalty coming in the house along with his sidekick and great comic book illustrator, Gabe Al-Taib, Tim Parlator, big lawyer, Bernie Carrick, Donald Trump, taking on Jack Smith, you're going to want to catch that. And then rounding out the day with Roger Severino from the Heritage Foundation. 
that is a great Sunday show. Hope you enjoy it. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Hey folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews. And extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. He's our good friend, Lou Dobbs, and he's joining us right now. Lou, great to have you back on. Great to be with you. Thanks so much. We love your Great America show. It is always fun because I think you have a way of pulling back and getting at the issues that Americans are really concerned about. The last 48 hours, a whirlwind. First, we hear from Devin Archer. Then we see Donald Trump indicted. Uh, then we find out Bidenomics have caused our, uh, our good credit rating to go down. Uh, Joe Biden's world is seeming to spin out of control a little bit. Well, it's out of control, and it's out of control because of his policies, whether it be fiscal policy, whether it be domestic policy or foreign policy. He's had just about everything he could absolutely wrong, and none other than his former boss, Barack Obama, uh, warned the world about it. Uh, and indeed, uh, his prophecy about the Biden uh, third year of the Obama presidency is coming to pass. Uh, when you talk about the downgrade by Fitch, the, the, the bond rating company, this is a very serious matter because it, it absolutely lays the foundation uh, for uh, this administration to either decide it's going to be responsible or take full responsibility historically for the pain that they've already caused and for the turmoil that will ensue if the other bond agencies uh, follow suit and downgrade to AA+. It's a very serious matter, and it, ref it reflects a very serious 
serious concern about this country, which is in crisis on so many fronts, John. Yeah, that it is. And, and there's another concern, I think, that's reflected here, Lou, because President Biden, and I checked as of uh, before we came to air, still in Delaware, uh, beaching there. It, there is this this attitude that he is hands off and, and it may not be the case. Obviously, he can run things from elsewhere outside the White House, outside the West Wing. But the appearance that he is is out to lunch, to use a figurative term, maybe he's got other people working on this, but the appearance itself is not good. It is not good. And it is uh, whether it be the whistleblowers, all of the congressional investigations that are taking place, all of the evidence and testimony from whistleblowers that they produced already, that they have confirmed what I think most of us, I should say many of us, uh, believe from the outset. And that is that this man is nothing more than a figurehead. He is a puppet. There is no way in the world this man is making command decisions from the Oval Office uh, leading the federal government. Uh, in any way. Uh, there is, you can call it a cabal, but a, a committee, uh, whatever you would like to call, of Marxist Dems are setting these policies, and he is affixing his signature to executive orders, uh, executive actions, uh, in lieu of proceeding through the United States Congress, as he should, seeking the approval and consensus of both parties and both houses of government on, the, on Capitol Hill. Uh, it, is, it is not what this man has. Uh, he is impaired, he is compromised, and he is doing exactly what he is told. Yeah, and there's a, a weird dynamic with this bond rating downgrade because the warning signs have been on the radar for a long time. Mm -hmm. Once we passed 100% of GDP in government spending annually, everybody knew that this was a possibility. And instead of doing what an American household will do, uh-oh, my credit rating looks like it's at risk, let's get our debt consolidated, let's start paying down, let's rein in spreading. spending. Joe Biden did the opposite. He's pouring on more spending and more spending and more spending. It's as though he wanted to prompt this crisis. Uh, how dangerous is it to keep spending? spending the way he's been doing. And by the way, did Kevin McCarthy help him a little bit by giving him that uh, debt ceiling deal? Yeah, John, as always, you're, 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 a, you're a kind soul. Uh, he helped them a great deal. Uh, he, as a matter of fact, he is complicit in what is a fiscal disaster. So is uh, the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. The leadership of the Republican Party has much to answer for here. Unfortunately, uh, the answering will be done uh, by the people most in pain, and that'll be our working men and women, uh, their families, our middle class. Uh, and I, I have to say, I am so disappointed in the leadership, so-called, of the Republican Party on Capitol Hill. Uh, it is breathtaking. It is uh, gut-wrenching uh, to witness. Uh, thank God for these four primary investigating committees on Capitol Hill yeah. in the House that are charging ahead and producing real results, revealing to this country, to the world in point of fact, uh, the level of corruption, the ubiquity of the corruption throughout our federal government. To the extent that I think it is entirely accurate to say the federal government is corrupt throughout and it is under the control of the Marxist Dems who are leading the White House, who are leading academia, who are leading media, and right now, the American people have a battle, in my opinion, on their hands. If it wasn't clear before, it should be now uh, that we're going to have to wrest control of the federal government uh, from the Marxist Dems and the party they control, the Democrat Party, 
Uh, it is it's a constitutional crisis we face because of the further charges against President Trump, who has pointed out that he could serve uh, found guilty on all of these counts. And why would he not be? Because it'll, most of the proceedings will be uh, in the Democrat-held uh, uh, capital city, uh, 561 years in prison. Uh, they are not afraid of seeming uh, excessive uh, in their overwrought efforts to politically persecute this this president beyond the eight years that he has been their target. Yeah, great point. Yeah, we've we've spoken about this on the show with every subsequent indictment. I think the only way to make them go away is to win an election. Um, but I wanted to ask you about impeachment of, of three people. First of all, Joe Biden, uh, but also Merrick Garland and Christopher Wray. Uh, I think that there is there is certainly substantial evidence to at least have an inquiry, but to proceed along the path of impeachment for all three of them. But um, as far as Joe Biden, because I'm, I, I'm not asking if he could be impeached, does he deserve to be impeached politically for the election next year for the preservation of the Republican majority in the House? Should they impeach Joe Biden? I think unquestionably so. I know that there is an argument in the leadership of the Republican Party uh, and in some parts of the various caucuses that it would be politically intelligent and wise and uh, effective to keep him in the uh, role of commander in chief and the president rather than risk further harm by putting Kamala Harris there or any subsequent uh, official of the Marxist party. Uh, but I think this is a time where Republicans have to be uh, be careful, very careful and responsible. This this is the time in the midst of this crisis, and that's truly what it is. Uh, we have we have to have a Republican Party that does the right thing, and the right thing is for the House of Representatives, which is their charge, to bring the inquiry and to uh, and look at the evidence and the testimony already before them. And I would just add one name to the list that you uh, offered up, Amanda. And that is, don't forget, Alejandro Mayorkas, yes. uh, who has left this country absolutely defenseless against uh, a, a, what is nothing less than a constant uh, invasion of illegal immigrants into the country. Uh, we have Christopher Ray, the head of the FBI, who is nothing more than the, uh, if you will, the armed uh, extension of, of the Marxist Dems and the Department of Justice, which has weaponized law through warfare and through their the awesome power of the federal government. All of it, all of it arraigned against President Trump and the Republican Party. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. Congressman Scott Perry, the current chairman of the House Freedom Caucus and a member of that House Oversight Committee that have dug up all of those amazing allegations about the Biden family. He's up next. Folks, Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutritional-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. If you're like me and have a busy schedule that the last thing you want to worry about is what to eat or having to go to the grocery store, Factor makes it easy. As they are flexible to your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Plus, 
Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat usually in just two minutes. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get 50% off. That's the code justnews50 at factormeals.com. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the justnews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out. Higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole. And yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 right now. Welcome back, everybody. As you know from yesterday's testimony, key Biden business partner and very former best friend to first son Hunter Biden told the Oversight Committee during his closed door testimony that then Vice President Joe Biden got on the phone with Hunter Biden's international business associates officially undercutting the president's long-standing claims to the contrary. So joining us now to talk about, I'll talk more about Archer's testimony and the future of the GOP House investigations after August recess is the chairman of the Freedom Caucus and Pennsylvania Congressman Scott Perry. Sir, welcome back. Well, it's great to be with you, John and Amanda. And look, we learned a couple of things we kind of knew, but we confirmed them yesterday, which is number one, the president lied and has been lying all along about having no knowledge of the business dealings, right? We know that, of course, a new thing for most Americans, although I think many of us obviously suspected it, was all these phone calls by Vice President Joe Biden to the business dealings and the business people that Hunter Biden and and, and Devin Archer at the time were dealing with foreign nationals, oftentimes corrupt, uh, that Joe Biden called in on speakerphone. And I want you to think about that a little bit. It's, it's you know, look, we want a father to talk to his son. We want a son to talk to his father. But who sets up a call where the father is talking to the son with all the other people in the room who the father right. doesn't know and the father doesn't know who's in the room? Talking about compromising national security. And who knows what was said, even if you're just talking about the weather, the fact that the vice president is calling in while you're having a meeting of over business is in itself, uh, you know, it, it's influencing the transaction itself, which is literally what we're talking about. Peddling influence and influence peddling uh, the the policy of the United States of America based on your own personal profitability. And we also know, of course, from the past now that the Biden crime syndicate has received over 17 million dollars. And we said, well, what are they getting money for? What was what were they selling? What was the product? What was the service? And according to Devin Archer, the product and the service was access and the brand. What is the brand? The brand is the access to the federal government, to federal policy, to decisions, 
being made not in favor of the United States, but in favor of those people that were paying the Bidens to make it happen. That's that's absolutely right. And I want to zoom in a little on point number two that you made, because I saw it splashed across legacy media headlines yesterday. If they were even covering this, it was I think in New York Times, it was buried on page 15. And you've got Democrats like Dan Goldman out there and they're they're using this one piece of his testimony. The fact that Joe Biden, uh, according to Devin Archer, wasn't intricately involved in the details, um, the logistics of these business conversations. But I feel like that doesn't matter because it, it is certainly a flex. It is a power move to call to pick up on speed dial, call the president or the vice president of the United States, have him pick up any time, day or night. That's the flex. That's the power move. It's not necessarily the content of those specific conversations because the message obviously got delivered because Victor Shokin was fired. That's exactly right. It is the fact that you're connected. You can have access at any time, day or night. Understand that these people are meeting in another country, maybe eight hours away. So you can call the president at any time of the day or night or the vice president and have him weigh in. That is connecting your ability to get things done on behalf of the corrupt people that you're dealing with. And as you know, uh, uh, the, Victor Shokin was not only investigating Burisma, but also investigating Hunter Biden and the fact that he was sitting on the Burisma's board, as well as Devin Archer at the time, should not be lost on the American people. And so when Victor Shokin, the prosecutor, was fired, even though the president of Ukraine at the time said he was not corrupt, but that President Biden demanded that he be fired in exchange for a billion dollars in loan guarantees, that wraps that 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 ties the bow on the package. That is influence peddling. That is doing work on behalf of yourself and your family or a corrupt oligarch, not in favor of the United States. What's good for the United States and the, the American taxpayer, but what's good for you and your family who's raising millions of dollars to spend on mansions in Delaware or wherever else? You know, expensive cars, whatever that you couldn't otherwise afford on your vice presidential or Senate salary. Such a great point. Congressman, uh, there is a real significance to the narrative that uh, Devin Archer gave because it matches almost identically the narrative that the FBI informant brought back from Zolchevsky and Vadim Pazarsky, the two Ukrainian officials that he gives to the FBI. The timetable matches. The allegation that Hunter Biden was here to take care of Victor Shokin, something that Devin Archer acknowledged yesterday right, was the right. request. How significant is it that a separate witness, completely unaware of the FBI's information from an informant, is telling almost an identical story? Well, that's the point. One corroborates the, the other, so it makes the story more credible. And let's remember that maybe we're talking about bribery, but if you're Zlochevsky, he essentially said he was extorted by the Bidens. And either one is illegal. And of course, this goes to corruption at the highest level, John. As you know, bagmen, bribery, bullying, that all, those are things of a banana republic in a third world, but they, they are not the tools of a vice president of the United States. Yet all of them are connected right here in this story. Yeah, very good point. Sarah, there was something else that, that stuck out to me as a really strange dichotomy, because Devin Archer also testified that Burisma would not have survived without Biden family influence. And, and I was thinking about this in conjunction with the news yesterday that Yellow Trucking, a company that employs 30,000 Americans, just went under after 99 years in operation. Mm -hmm. And it seems to me like that's almost a microcosm 
because President Biden was, according to Devin Archer, able to save this company in Ukraine, but not this company being crushed by the Biden economy. It seems that the Biden family has always put their own interests first. Is it safe to assume that because that was the case as vice president, that now as the top dog, as president, that Joe Biden is still doing the same thing, valuing his own power and finances over the American people? I think it might be safe to assume that while as president, it's going to be a little more difficult to accept these huge payments that um, (coughs) that he accepted in the past or allegedly accepted in the past, certainly his family did, but that he would be sympathetic to the concerns of other nations or individuals in other nations based on previous relationships. And what's that generally viewed as being compromised? And when you look at uh, China and the Thousand Talents program, uh, and other programs similar to that, where they pick key individual, key, key government individuals to compromise them, then the policy that would support the United States of America never happens because the individuals are compromised. That is what is so concerning about this. And uh, let me just say this, Amanda, as well as the individual being compromised, we know from testimony over the last couple of weeks with the IRS born out of the Ways and Means uh, hearing that agencies and individuals potentially or likely or certainly the appearance has been compromised. The uh, the assistant uh, U.S. attorney in Delaware running interference for the Biden family by calling the Biden family in advance of a search warrant being executed. Where else does that happen? Why does that happen only with the Biden family? I don't seem to remember that happening with the Trump family. Uh, we're coming up on the one year anniversary of the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Why didn't the Trump family get receive advance notice of, of the search warrant being executed, but the Biden family did? And so we've got a lot of work to do here, not only rooting out corruption that looks likely at the top, but all throughout the agencies, which is very concerning. So we've got about a minute left. What are the next steps? I know you're not taking August off. You and your team and all the investigators for James Comer, Jim Joe, you're going to be digging, digging, digging. What are the most important things to get? We've got about 45 seconds left. Well, look, I think we need the documentation, the stuff that Devin Archer had, but does not no longer has in his is his uh, <laughs> excuse me, in his possession, um, probably impeachment proceedings so that we can go to the agencies and request all this information. Excuse me. Yeah, that's important. Absolutely. Well, and, and numerous people have said, including President Trump spoke, spokeswoman Liz Harrington yesterday on the show, President Trump was essentially impeached for what Joe Biden did. So I guess there's a political transitive property that says that therefore Joe Biden should be impeached. So I'm glad Republicans are on the case. I know you guys have roadmapped everything to happen, the next steps, and we can't wait to see where that leads. Chairman, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. God bless you. Don't go anywhere. We're going down to Georgia. State GOP Chairman Josh McCoon with a big project he's doing to defend some of the people who looked into election irregularities now being investigated. He's going to tell you about that next. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping 
at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean, L-E-A-N.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old-fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. Older Americans are most vulnerable to these types of thefts, and that's because they more often own their homes outright. An 88-year-old Florida woman recently discovered that scammers forged her signature, created a fake deed to her home, and then took her property. Those who buy a property from a deed theft scammer often become victims as well. What can you do to protect yourself? It's simple. My good friends at Home Title Lock provide the premier detection technology to protect your home and its title. The instant they detect an activity or something suspicious, they mobilize to help shut it down. We won't know a thief took us off our title until it's too late. That's why Title Lock jumps into action right away. The titles to all our homes are easily found online. A criminal or renter, even a family member, can simply forge your signature on a home sale form, then he or she refiles as the new owner, and bam, your home is not in your name, and all of a sudden, debts are being taken out against it. That's why Home Title Lock is my choice. Find out for free when you use my code JUSTNEWS at sign up. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your home's title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection free. So go to hometitlelock.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS at hometitlelock.com. Go there today. Welcome back, America. We had a chance to sit down with one of the pioneers of a new website that has been launched to defend alternate electors who had aligned to possibly help President Trump back in 2020 during the disputed election. A lot's been going on, particularly in Georgia, and we had a great chance. Take a listen to what we have. Joining us now is Josh McCoon. He serves as the chairman of the Republican Party of Georgia. He has also set up an important site for alternate electors who are facing some legal action in Georgia. Mr. Chairman, great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me, John. Uh, Before we get started, uh, there's a lot of talk in Washington today that President Trump may be indicted again this time related to January 6th. You've got uh, the investigation in Fulton County going on. It seems like we're at a very critical moment in the debate over what happened on and around January 6th. Tell us what you're seeing. Well, here in Georgia, um, it's like a slow motion horror movie, John. I just can't believe as an attorney, uh, someone who has sworn to uphold our laws and our constitution, that a fellow member of the state bar of Georgia is on this witch hunt against 16 Georgians who volunteered simply to be members of the electoral college. They followed legal advice long-standing legal precedent in this country going back 150 years, and she's trying to take away their freedom. She's trying to throw them in jail for casting electoral votes to preserve the president's lawfully filed election contest in Georgia. And and I just can't believe it. I wake up every day thinking this is going to be over, and it just continues uh, incessantly. It's very disturbing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does seem to drag on. And we had these decisions from Fulton County Judge Uh, Robert McBurney. And I think for a lot of folks who read that decision, there seemed to be, I don't know, a lot of vitriol. And he mentioned Rumpelstiltskin. Was there was there any political aspect to that decision, the decision um, to deny Trump's motion to quash the grand jury report? 
to disqualify the DA. Any politics involved? If there was any doubt that Judge McBurney has no business being around any case involving the 2020 election, it was put to rest by the order that he issued that you just referenced. It demonstrates obvious bias and prejudice against not just uh, President Trump, but the 16 electors here in Georgia. Um, He needs to be removed from this case. Uh, I cannot underline enough. I mean, this is not a game. We are playing with people's lives and their freedom. And the idea that he thinks this is a time to make light of unprecedented actions, prosecute people for asking questions about an election, is simply unforgivable. Uh, Mr. Chairman, uh, while there's been that negative ruling in uh, Georgia, there was a very uh, dramatic ruling in Pennsylvania in the last 24 hours saying that President Trump's actions while he was disputing the election and raising questions about it, they are covered by presidential immunity, meaning he can't be sued, at least in Pennsylvania. It seems that that doctrine could have a profound effect on maybe what uh, Fannie Willis does in Atlanta, what Jack Smith is going to do in um, Washington, D.C., and others. Uh, What's your reaction to that judge's decision in Pennsylvania? Well, I think it was the right decision. And uh, it's unfortunate that that seems to be unusual in what we've seen in the last uh, year or so of this uh, process. Uh, You know, for most of our country's history, uh, we didn't try to criminalize uh, an election. I think the last person associated with this country that seriously tried to criminalize political dissent was King George III. Uh, But now we have Fannie Willis, we have Alvin Bragg, we have Jack Smith. We have partisan Democrats, not just going after President Trump, but again, these 16 Georgians, these electors who volunteered, who signed up, followed legal advice they were given, and have been rewarded for it by spending two years under investigation, being threatened with criminal prosecution. And that is why we you know, launched electortruth.com, so that we could get the real story out. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to talk to you all today, but obviously the legacy media here in Georgia uh, continues to mislead the public about what went on, what the longstanding legal precedent is, and, and we've got to push back on that, and that's why we went forward with the website this week. Absolutely. Well, you mentioned George III, and I think that that just brings into perspective what exactly is at stake here. A lot of people feel that, that the soul of this nation is at stake. Um, so I want to ask you about that website a little bit more because, you know, you look at mainstream media headlines and Democrats, and they try to debunk the argument that this Uh, looks anything like what happened in 1960 in Hawaii with uh, Nixon and JFK. But you have these 16 patriotic men and women, and they are being smeared all across media, social media, in Congress, everywhere. Please talk to us about this website. Sure. So the website just separates the fact from fiction and explains to people what happened here. We had a certified result in Georgia. The president and my predecessor, Chairman Schaefer, filed a lawsuit on December 4th contesting the election, as they are allowed to do under Georgia law. They were guaranteed a legal hearing within 20 days of that filing. Ten days later, the deadline arrived to submit electoral votes. If those electoral votes had not been submitted, the lawsuit would have been dismissed. The only way to preserve President Trump's remedy was for the electors to meet and cast these votes. And it has happened before. It did happen in Hawaii. It was exactly the same set of circumstances, the exact same language being used. And, and you know, we didn't in this phrase fake elector got invented in 2021. If you go back and look at the coverage from 1960, it says 
dueling slates of electors sent to Washington. That's what happened here. It was to preserve the president's remedy, to give him an opportunity to have his election contest heard. But as, as we all know, he never got his day in court because of the total failure of the judicial branch in Fulton County uh, to hear these claims. And so it is absolutely ridiculous to suggest that there was anything criminal about sending these alternate electoral votes. Uh, they said at the time of the meeting, if you go look at the meeting, uh, which was not secret, which was held out in the sunshine, they said, we're doing this to preserve the remedy. It was about nothing more than giving the president the opportunity to make his case in court. And like every American that files a lawsuit, to have their opportunity to get in front of a judge and be heard. But what we are seeing over and over again is the development of a two-track justice system, one for people that agree with the current regime in Washington and one that do not. Josh, there's a lot of talk in the mainstream media that this is fraud, but I think you made a really strong case that it has nothing to do with fraud. It was just a, a legal preservation move. What's the next step to watch in Georgia? We've got about 30 seconds left. Obviously, we're looking for what charging decisions are made. And I'm here to let you know, as long as it takes, the Georgia Republican Party will stand by these electors until they are cleared of these terrible charges. All right, we got a good one. Dean Kane, Superman, joining us along with his new business partner, Gabe Al-Tayyib. They've got a great new project, family-friendly entertainment project. You want to hear about that? They're always a great interview. We'll have them right after these messages. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook a, a vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down. And my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you your 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick. House Nutrition, and, of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome back. 
back, everybody. As someone who still lives in California and I live close to Hollywood, I could tell you all about how woke the movie and entertainment industry has become. But living near it and actually experiencing it personally are two very, very different things. And our next guests, both of them, ditched political woke ideology comfort and the lifestyle that others in Los Angeles can't let go of. And they have launched a new project over on bigmancomics.com. Joining us now is Gabe Eltab. You guys remember him from last time, the illustrator and writer and his partner, whom you all probably recognize from the movie screen actor and filmmaker, Dean Kane. Gentlemen, it's a pleasure to have both of you. Thank you for being here. Happy to be here. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Dean, I want to start with you. This is uh, Gabe sent me the cover art and it is amazing. But this this new comic, Dean Kane, all American lawman. How excited are you to to cross over into this space? It's, it's a wonderful, fun, exciting venture. Um, you know, having played a comic book hero already, it's uh, it's yeah. wonderful to create one from the ground up. And Gabe is super, super talented and his background with superheroes is, is well known. If you don't know, he used to work on Superman and all these other things. And so um, it's great that we can share, uh, uh, we're of like minds and we are putting something out there, a product that we I think is gorgeous. It's a lot of fun uh, and it's, it, it's just about good and bad. Good, right versus wrong, good and evil. And uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's got a wink and a nod, uh, sort of a, a feel of those, you know, classic 80 movies, you know, like uh, Romancing the Stone or, uh, you know, oh, some yeah. James Bond you see there. So it's a great, great project to be involved in. And and nobody's, you know, holding the reins except for Gabe and myself. Yeah, that's amazing. What, what liberation. Uh, Gabe, I want to turn to you in a second, but I want to ask Dean a little bit about this. For a while, I think people were so shell-shocked by what Hollywood had done to our culture. And there was a lot of complaining, but not a lot of action. So many people like mm -hmm. you two guys have stepped into the void really quickly. There's a remarkable momentum to a whole new ecosystem of family-friendly and smart entertainment. How rewarding is it to see that happen so quickly? It's wonderful. And, but, you know, I'll be honest, John, it doesn't feel like it happened quickly. Yeah, it feels like point. I've been fighting this battle for a long time. And uh, I'm so happy to see the tide sort of changing. I think people get fed up of seeing videos every day or experiencing it in their own lives. I mean, Amanda's right there in Hollywood. You see, you know, these people coming through and um, breaking, you know, jewelry cabinets and just grabbing all the stuff and leaving, uh, you know, George Gascon not 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 prosecuting them. People on my old block, I left California for a very clear reason about eight weeks ago. And I left because of these terrible policies. You know, you, you see even on my street in California, in Malibu, there was there was a number of burglaries. They caught the people who did it. And then George Gascon wouldn't prosecute them. They're fortunate they didn't break into my house and I wasn't there because there wouldn't be anybody to prosecute. But that's the whole point. Now, people are starting to fight back. I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was this these Sikhs that had a, a bodega or a shop or something, and this guy was stealing everything, and they and they opened up a can of whoop butt and uh, beat him I with a stick. It. Uh, it was I saw it today on Twitter, and I it's you know unfortunately people are starting to turn to having to be their own security and their own sort of yeah. vigilantes to stop this kind of madness. And it's it's unfortunate that happens, and it's unfortunate that's where we are. But that's a big part of why I left California. Terrible, terrible policies. Yeah. So yeah, sense. I saw right. that video, too, at a convenience store, and the guy was just hauling cigarettes into a trash can that he was going to steal. And you're right, the, the owner opened up a can. And I have to admit, I had a lot of pleasure 
uh, watching that happen because he, he definitely had it coming. Um, but Gabe, you you are a superhero too. You had an amazing job at Warner Brothers at DC Comics, um, like Dean said, working on Superman, and and you left. And for those in our audience who didn't see our interview with you last time, can you just give everybody a little synopsis of what happened, what led you to actually leave and, and go into what you're doing now? Yeah, thank you for asking. I'll make it as quick as possible. I dreamed of being a comic book artist since I was a little, little boy. Worked my butt off, got hired there in my 20s. It was a dream come true. Uh, it was 2008 when I started. And I worked on staff at Warner Brothers for three years and then went freelance and worked on everything, Star Wars and The Walking Dead people. And if you've if you've heard of it, I've worked on it. But anyway, I kept working for D-Lance, uh, DC Comics in a freelance capacity. And they just, we all know, like 2013, 14, 15, woke started to boil up more and more. And they finally just, is the last straw with me. They just destroyed Superman, an American icon, they said he no longer believes in truth, justice, in the American way. He'd rejected his American citizenship. And I'd had enough of using my God-given talent for art and storytelling, drawing, to make evil stories. I think all that social justice stuff is actually evil. So I said no. You know, I think it's great to team up with a great guy, a great patriot like Dean King, because I think the average person is not afraid, but they're very concerned about our culture. Like, what is going to happen? We see they want to get a hold of our kids' minds and all this stuff. And is my culture even going to exist anymore? And we know that politics is downstream from culture. So when I help them make evil, disgusting art that's all divisive and sexually immoral and all this stuff that they want to make at Warner's, I'm helping to destroy this culture. So that's why Dean and I, we teamed up on, you know, promoting Truth, Justice, American Way last year. But I said, hey, Dean, what if we just had an awesome 80s action movie with you as the star? So that's where Dean Kane, All-American Lawman, came from. And we want to make this uh, book and have people support it right now at BigManComics.com. We want to make that to entertain people. Chiefly, that's our goal is to entertain, but also to inspire and to uplift. It has good morals. Dean has said it's very important to him that it, this is about right and wrong. So we do it with, uh, Dean said earlier, that wink and a smile, that kind of, you know, that wry smile, Indiana Jones, the, the good ones from the 80s he used to have. And romancing the stone, that fun stuff where you can watch it, you can watch it with kids and all that. You can read our book to children, but you'll be fully entertained as an adult. But it's important to me to make this art that will influence people in a great way. So uh, that's the long and short of it, I guess. I can't think of a bigger powerhouse team to pull this off and to really move forward this new ecosystem. we got about a minute left. I just want to ask both of you quickly, 30 seconds each. Dean, start with you. What are the next steps in this ecosystem? How do we get this to be self-sustaining and larger than it's become? Well, for us, for us in particular, go to bigmancomics.com and order this thing. We have all sorts of little... Um, um, Things that uh, uh, incentives, you know, to come in early and special gifts and uh, prizes to win, things like that. It'll help us a ton to be able to make this. It's that alternative. You support us now. It's that alternative um, voice out there uh, that we can get. You know, if, if the public is behind us, we can get this out there um, and, and, again, help change the culture. Yeah, so important. Mm -hmm. Gabe? Right. Uh, I would say exactly what Dean is saying. I would say... One thing patriotic conservative people did wrong in the last 50 years was give up on entertainment. Say, oh, Hollywood's filthy, music yes. is filthy. We won't make it. Oh my, no, 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 no. We have to keep making it and we have to raise children to be great artists and actors and writers and all that. And we can go back to Frank Capra's It's a Wonderful Life. That Hollywood, instead of disgusting, woke Hollywood. All right, folks, after the break, Tim Parlatori, one of the great legal minds in America, represented Donald Trump on a lot of the issues leading up to these indictments. He currently is representing Bernie Carrick, former NYBD commissioner, who turned over some explosive evidence of potential 
innocence to Jack Smith for that. Kerry Scott landed himself an interview tomorrow with Jack Smith. Tim Parlatore is going to bring us up to speed on that right after these messages. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back, everybody. Just days before President Trump was formally indicted by special counsel Jack Smith once again. Former New York Police Commissioner Bernie Carrick turned over a trove of documents that show the Trump legal team were still very much conducting a police-like investigation that hadn't resolved most of the allegations of the 2020 election fraud that it had collected before the January 6th Capitol riot occurred. And despite an already announced indictment, a former Trump lawyer now says the documents could prove to be valuable that would also undercut federal prosecutors' theories. Joining us now to discuss this in greater detail is the great legal counsel, Tim Parlatore. Tim, great to see you. Uh, Thank you for having me. Tim, I wanted to ask you exactly what's in these documents, because, you know, as far as the prosecution of President Trump, I feel like we are we're now at that place where you have to they, they would essentially have to read President Trump's mind to determine motive mens rea. Um, as far as those documents that were turned over, what relationship do the contents of those documents have with the Trump assertion that he still he still to this day very much believes that the election was stolen? Sure. Well, so the documents, as I told John before, there's nothing in these documents that is in and of itself such a bombshell. What is the bombshell is the existence, the breadth and the scope and the volume of them, because what was going on during that time from November through January is Rudy Giuliani and his team of investigators, including Bernie Carrick, they were looking into various claims of fraud. They were getting a whole bunch of tips. They were chasing down a lot of them. Some of them they were able to discount. Some of them they found that there was some support of. Ultimately, everything that they found, they believed reached you know, a, a legal threshold, if you will, of probable cause to believe that fraud had been committed that might have been impacted the outcome of the election. But because they lacked you know, the time, the resources, and the subpoena power, they couldn't take it the final step to actually take that probable cause and go out and conclusively prove or disprove those allegations. And that's why that was presented you know, up to President Trump. That's why it was brought to you know, DOJ and the various state investigators to say, please send out your investigators, take what we've started here and conclusively prove or disprove it. So really the existence of all these documents, what it does is it significantly undermines what Jack Smith said last night, which is that Rudy Giuliani, of course he calls him you know, co-conspirator one, knew that the allegations of fraud were false. 
Because the reality is they were doing an investigation. They did believe that they had evidence of fraud and they did believe that it was something that needed to be investigated further. So it really does undermine that theory that Rudy Giuliani knew that they were false and then taking that one step higher that Donald Trump knew that they were false. Yeah, it really is an amazing thing. And these only got turned over a couple of weeks ago. Now, it's the big question. If these just got turned over, they're, they're what are known as uh, con evidence of consciousness or state of mind evidence. <laughs> Didn't uh, Jack Smith say, hey, Bernie Carrick, you should come before the grand jury before I indict President Trump? Did that happen? <laughs> No, so we had scheduled a meeting, um, and that meeting is still scheduled for next week. And so it was very surprising to me yesterday when he went ahead and did this indictment where, you know, really the key, you know, the linchpin of this indictment is can they prove knowledge? Because everything rises and falls based on the corrupt intent yeah. of whether Donald Trump knew at that time that the claims of fraud were false or not. They have interviews scheduled with Mr. Carrick next week, with other witnesses over the next few weeks that bear directly on that point. So why rush to an indictment before you have completed investigating the single most important element of this entire case? And that, that was why I was sitting there last night just saying, why do it now? Yeah. And that's why I called up the prosecutors this morning and I said, hey, in light of last night, are we still planning on having a meeting next week? Do you have a theory why he rushed it out? My personal theory is, yeah, I know a lot of people are saying did it to, uh, to cover Hunter Biden. I actually have a slightly different theory. I think he was afraid that Fannie Willis was going to beat him to the punch. And I think that this was something that they rushed in there so that they could be first to file and maybe convince Fannie Willis not to go forward with an ill-advised indictment. Wow. Fascinating. Tim, I want to ask you a question about the announcement last night by Jack Smith, because typically when you have a prosecutor come out and discuss unsealed indictments, uh, they're, they're very dry, they're very stoic and matter of fact. And after Jack Smith listed the four charges, then he goes into like Jack Smith's story hour and he starts accusing President Trump of lying and how dangerous that day at the Capitol was. And then he finishes with... Um, but as always, he should be presumed innocent. He's innocent until proven guilty. But just two minutes prior to that, he accused the president of lying. So, you know, he is limited by the ethical rules. When prosecutors do give their initial press conferences, they are required by the rules to note that an, that an indictment is merely allegations and the defendant is innocent until proven guilty. So that part of it was correct. The rest of it, where he was talking about the attack on the Capitol and how um, you know the law enforcement officers who were injured that day, that has nothing to do with what this indictment actually is. And I think that that was more trying to fan the flames. If you compare this to the standard press conference that any U.S. attorney's office gives, they will talk specifically about the conduct of the defendant, not the conduct of other people who aren't charged, not the conduct of other people who've Many of them already been charged. Many of them are already con convicted. Some of them have already completed their sentences and are out. But the majority of what he was talking about was not Donald Trump's yeah. conduct at all. And so really he was making more of a um, an emotional appeal, in my opinion, than a fact-based, you know, here's what he's charged with. Here's what the evidence is. This is what we intend to prove at trial. This is why we 
charged him. And although he's innocent until proven guilty, we look forward to our day in court. So it was definitely it was definitely different to me. Yeah, that's a great analysis. The best one I've heard yet on, on what really happened. It was such a weird press conference. I want to ask you something. You're in a unique position. You represented uh, President Trump for a while. You still represent Bernie Carrick, a very important witness, you would seem, from these documents. Was your client, uh, Bernie Carrick, ever in, uh, in a place where someone told him, hey, Mr. President or Mr. Giuliani, this stuff is all bogus. Don't go with it. Or were they telling the president, hey, this is a lot of stuff. We still got to figure out if it's true or not. You know, that's a great question, because when you read the indictment, in the absence of any admission that the president knew that this was false, they're relying on exactly that. Other people who told them, right. don't listen to Giuliani, you know, people like Bill Barr. Right. And the reality is, you know, it's the same failed logic that the January 6th committee tried to use to prove knowledge. And it's going to fail here, too, because ultimately, if you're told things by multiple different people, some of which in much greater detail, some of which from sources that are much more credible and more closely related to an actual investigation than others, for a jury to then go and second guess and say, well, I know that you listened to this person, not that person, but we think you should have listened to this person, not that person. Yeah, that is not the basis of a criminal conviction. You know, you can argue that stuff in a civil case where it's a negligence standard, but in a criminal case where you have to prove actual knowledge and intent beyond a reasonable doubt, I just don't see them getting there. Great point. Tim, we've just got about a couple minutes left. I wanted to ask you, between these three indictments, well, let's go ahead and assume Georgia as the fourth, so New York, Florida, D.C., and Georgia, um, which one of these has the most bite for the president? If, I mean, if President Trump and his legal teams have to triage, what should they focus on the most? It's a good question. Um, I think that all of these indictments are the types that because of the nature of the case, they're going to get tried after the election. And that's you know just a reality that we're going to have to deal with. Which case is the most dangerous? Um, you know, the, the D.C. case, the one yesterday, is probably going to be the one that has you know, the most uh, hostile jury pool uh, to him mm -hmm. and, and the most difficult you know, bench, although at the same time, it right. is the one that is you know, legally weakest, that's most likely going to be overturned on appeal. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. We're going to round out the day with a deep policy discussion with one of the big thinkers in America. Heritage Foundation's very own Roger Severino wrote an op-ed you can't miss. We're going to cover that right after these messages. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. 
Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Following the landmark Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization decision handed down by the Supreme Court a few years ago, we have seen former Speaker Nancy Pelosi's House chamber vote to codify abortion, as well as Democrat-run state governments like Michigan rewrite pro-choice provisions into their constitutions. And despite President Biden being on the losing end of the high bench decision, his administration seems to propel a legal language runaround to further circumvent pro-life laws in certain states. And our next guest tonight previously served in the Trump administration as the head of Office for Civil Rights at the Health and Human Services Department and now serves as the vice president of domestic policy for the Heritage Foundation. Roger Severino, good to see you, sir. Thanks for having me. There seems to be a central theme with this administration, with Joe Biden and his cabinet. And it is that laws seem to be more like suggestions for them. And obviously, the most glaring example uh, over, over the last two years has been immigration policy. But it's not only immigration policy. It is pro-life policy, right? Yeah, the, the list of resistance to the Dobbs decision is long and growing. I mean, we haven't seen this since the civil rights struggle when you had the diehard segregationists fighting against Brown versus Board of Education. This is the same sort of playbook that they're doing everything they can to thwart the will of the people in pro-life states that now after Dobbs have the ability to actually protect unborn life. And you see in the Department of Defense policies that Senator Tuberville is standing strong to make sure that DOD isn't funding abortion tourism with your tax dollars for our service members, uh, that is not paying for the indemnification of criminal abortions by DOD doctors, which the Biden administration is saying is perfectly fine. Abortions at the VA now being done at turning VA hospitals into abortion clinics. And one that, that most people wouldn't even imagine, HIPAA. They're taking HIPAA rules and saying that you cannot cooperate with law enforcement in pro-life states if you're a medical practitioner in order to help save a baby's life if you have information that could actually help save that baby's life. It's, they have not left any stone unturned to resist the Dobbs decision, which is resisting the Constitution. It is remarkable. You wrote this incredible column about the HIPAA rule change, because uh, when I first came to Washington 35 years ago, I met an old Wiley, Wisconsin senator. He said, listen, son, in Washington, nothing is what it seems. So you look at the HIPAA rule and say, oh, this looks like just something, some gobbledygook about it. But it really was a direct assault on states that have uh, pro-life uh, laws. Talk a little bit more about how that plays out. Your column did such a good job of showing how something that sounded one way actually had a profound effect on, on really abortion. And, and I take this one personally because I was the nation's HIPAA regulator That's right. under the Trump administration mm -hmm. as head of the Civil Rights Office of HHS. So I know exactly what they were doing. One of the first enforcement actions we did, you have a right to your own medical records. And one of the first actions we did enforcing that law was making sure that a mother had the right to the medical records of her child's fetal heart records, right? An unborn child. So we recognize that unborn children are patients. This HIPAA proposed regulation is going to write out unborn persons from the law, mm. literally saying a person does not include unborn human beings. That, mm. that is so aggressive and so offensive. And by the way, states generally have the ability to determine uh, those sorts of questions of life and death when it comes to the practice of medicine. No, they're trying to federalize this and say that 
human beings, if they're unborn, don't count under federal law. And if you want to cooperate with law enforcement on that fundamental question, you cannot. You could even go to jail as a medical professional if you violate this proposed rule uh, that the Biden administration is proposing. This is just chilling the cooperation that normally law enforcement has with the medical profession that fully respects privacy. HIPAA, HIPAA privacy is incredibly important, but so is law enforcement, especially when it comes to saving lives. But this administration doesn't care. They are literally erasing unborn persons, which helps actually erase them in physically in real life, because that's ultimately what the agenda is about. Mm. Wow. Roger, I want to pivot just a little um, to a movie that's out there right now that people are still seeing uh, in record numbers every weekend, Sound of Freedom. I'm sure you've seen it. We, we've seen it as well and had uh, members of that production on the show. Um, Immediately after it started having commercial success, you heard a central narrative from the left about it, which is that uh, people who are, are lifting up this movie, that it's that they are sensationalizing the problem of child sex trafficking, that it's not as bad as this movie portrays. But we have seen recent numbers out of the FBI that they found 200 sex trafficking victims, 59 missing children in two weeks. What are your thoughts? Well, two things. First, it is unconscionable that the left is opposing a movie that is bringing uh, attention to the plight of child trafficking. It, it just makes no sense whatsoever. It's bizarre, frankly. And second, this is a real problem. Uh, Biden's open border policies have invited unaccompanied children to come in. And it, let's be clear, these are children who are abandoned at the border, found alone, because the Biden administration is saying, if you leave your kids abandoned, there's a good chance if they survive, then whoever comes with them on the other end will be able to stay in this country indefinitely. So it creates an incentive for a rush of children to come in, abandon, and the risk of sex trafficking is extraordinary. There were 345, I'm sorry, over 400,000 kids that were found at the border unaccompanied in recent years. 85,000 of those are unaccounted for now. DHS, FBI, HHS do not know where they are. And we have to find those kids. Uh, there was a screening on Capitol Hill by Speaker McCarthy and a bill that has been presented by uh, Chris Smith to address this issue of finding these kids was presented to Speaker McCarthy right there at the screening on Capitol Hill because this movie has raised so much attention to this issue. And now we have to find those kids. 85,000. We don't know what happened to them, who they're with right now. And we fear the worst. We hope for the best. But until we find them, we're not going to know. And we have to find them. this bill would help with that. Yeah, Congressman Grothman, who had the hearing that really exposed that number, was on the show recently. It, yeah. it is mind boggling to see the negligence in this. Why do you think that is? Well, what mindset uh, is imbued in this administration that the, the, the safety of 85,000 children just simply isn't that important. we got about 45 seconds left. Yeah, it, it, it is a stain on their record. They know the open borders policy hurts the people they say they're trying to help. It puts kids at risk and they're responsible for it. So of course they don't want people to know the, the extent of the crisis. Of course they want to make sure that the public doesn't know. So people on the left are going to downplay the movie and throw false accusations at it because it helps spot a spotlight on the issue. The movie itself is non-political, but it's been politicized by those who want to continue the open borders because it, it will shame them. And this movie does shame them.
All right, folks, it's time to go out in the yard, mow the lawn, go out for the wineries and get a glass of wine, go take a bike ride, enjoy your Sunday, one of the last few Sundays of summer 2023. Thank you to all of our guests, Lou Dobbs and Dean Kane, Congressman Perry, and all the great voices and thought leaders we had on the show today. And of course, if you want to get involved with the effort to tell government from federal down to local, get out of my home. Stop telling me what I can put in my home. My home is my abode, my kingdom. Then join the Hands Off My Stove movement. Handsoffmystove.com, created by our good friend Tim Stewart, who was on the show this week. There for a buck a month, $12 a year, you join a grassroots army fighting all these regulatory efforts to get rid of your gas car, to get rid of your gas stove, to get rid of your brick oven, to get rid of your gas water heater or gas furnace in the basement. Heck, they got rid of your light bulbs this week. It doesn't light bulbs. I think a lot of people would like to have them back because they're so much cheaper. Hands Off My Stove is so much more than just stoves. It's a community effort to tell government, give us our choices back inside our own home. All you got to do is go to handsoffmystove.com. Go sign up today. Tell them John Solomon sent you. That'll make a difference. All right, that wraps up the Sunday edition. God bless you guys. We'll be back tomorrow with regular programming. Have a great night. God bless you and God bless this extraordinary country of the United States, as he always has. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 right now. History, economics, the great works of literature, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution. Did you study these things in school? Probably not. Or even if you did, like I did, maybe it's time for a refresher. Time and technology have changed a lot of things, but they have not changed basic fundamental truths about the world and our place in it as America. That's why I'm so excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subject. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. That's right, you heard me, for free. You don't get anything free in the Biden economy today. I personally recommend you sign up for the American Citizenship and its Decline. It's with my good friend, the great historian, Victor Davis Hanson. In this eight-lecture course, VDH, as I like to call him, explores the history of citizenship in the West and the threats it faces today. Threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders, the growth of an unaccountable deep state, and the rise of globalist organizations. The course is self-paced so that you can start whenever and wherever. So start your free course, American Citizenship and its Decline, 
with my good friend, Victor Davis Hanson, today. How do you do that? Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash justnews to start. It's free, and it's easy to get started, and it's an easy URL to remember. All you got to do, go to hillsdale.edu slash justnews. One more time, hillsdale.edu slash justnews.